And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend. Not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. I do want to comment on my introduction on the word here, like, here. I mean, that was just weird. I got to get it more of a here's Johnny kind of thing going on, but that's right. First, uh, it can be challenging to journey against the spirit and feelings of loneliness. Listen to what I'm saying. It can be challenging to journey against the spirit and the feelings of loneliness. Somewhere in the back of our thoughts is the idea, rather a lie, but the idea that we are not worth or worthy to have someone to be close to us the way we so desire it to be. The biggest problem is that because we are people and there are people all around us, we long for that high level of connection. Yes, pets can be tremendous. I love, love, love my dogs. Love them most of the time. But I need something deeper, something even more profound than my best human friend can give me. I need more. This is where the hymn has the tremendous power. What a friend we have in Jesus. Next, it can be challenging, okay, to journey against. Remember, we just talked about this. Journey against loneliness. But the Lord has answers for you and I, and I want you to be aware with me that he created you a certain way. And in that creation, there are people that can help fill certain voids, but there will always be a little bit more that needs to be filled because that's how you and I were made. And finally, as many of you know, I tend to lean on the more practical side of Christian faith, so I'm not that fond of formulas because they seem to create you know, a lot of problems. But I love what Paul said in 2 Corinthians, and this is a little bit of a formula that I, I mean, I support it because it's scripture, but just listen to what he said. We also believe, therefore we speak. That's called being biblical. Hey, I got an idea. Let's be biblical. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Now, let me ask the audience this and Dynamite D this. How did that introduction seem? How did it seem? Did it seem okay? It seemed that you put a little spunk in it. I put a little something in it because it was the wrong introduction and I had to make it up on the spot. Wow. <laughs> you think everything goes just simple like sliced pie? Wait, sliced Why pie. did uh-oh, not pie. Oh, yeah, but pie with notice. ice cream. But it's just like, hey, that's the wrong beginning. Hey, well, <laughs> if, you, right. if you didn't say nothing, yeah, you wouldn't People wouldn't have known, but I, I'd rather just be honest about it. 
We, we do what we got to do. See, everybody else, every once in a while, you got to punt. That's how you do it. All right, here's the bottom line. In this show, there's a couple of things we approach. There's lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. All three of those are necessary at some point. Sometimes you got to survive. Sometimes you got to just live. And sometimes you got to prevail. That's what you got to do. That's how it goes. It's also we're going to do politics, entertainment, and current events, but we won't do it extensively. And there's a reason we won't do it extensively. And you're not going to like the answer I give you because a lot of it bores me. I mean, it bores me because it's the same thing over and over again. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, personal revelations that you're going to get. Spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and just for dynamite D. And oy vey. Let me do my Grandma Selma one. Oy vey, David's sick. He's not running around. That's how it used to be in my house. I'm just telling you right now. So simple. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David at he must increase.org. This is David at he must increase.org. You can text us during the show. Isn't that fun? 214-210-8483. I just turned my volume off, so now you won't hear it. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, and that's fun, too. We love that. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you know what? You'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D, that's like somebody letting you know that you are appreciated by them. Like Praise God. I mean, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, thanks, or this, but to know that you're appreciated... That's cool, okay? Here is the key. You might have a question. You might have a comment, a thought, okay? You might have uh, just something you want to share. Totally awesome. You might have an opinion on something. Totally awesome. Got it. Got it. The idea is to encourage one another, strengthen one another, bless one another. You can ask questions that you don't know the answers to. That question could be lingering in somebody else's mind. I might have an answer unless you ask me about too much algebra. Then I'll just smile and say, next. Anyway, so just work with us and do what you can to be a part of it all. If you've got a praise report, do it. If you got a prayer request, do it. Reach out to us, connect to us, make it happen. Or if you have an answer to trivia, do not hesitate. Which woman laughed <laughs> when it was prophesied that she would have a son in her old age? I wonder if she laughed like that. You know, did she go, <laughs> I always wonder things like that. Uh, okay. Uh, Al got the pow-pow. Nice job, Al. Uh, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. Now, for those that think I do it too fast, I'll, I'll just do it a little slower. 972-445-0770. See, now somebody called. Uh, you can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Although if you're going to do something, you probably want to do it fast because somebody's on the phone and they're ready to answer the trivia question. So time is a getting short. Go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? 
This is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. How are you feeling today? You doing well, better? Well, okay. Just, just okay. I've got to pray for you. You know that. I hope you don't mind that when you call and I like praying for you. I hope that's okay. No, I, I want you to pray. Okay, good. I'm like, I feel like you said that. Because every time you call and I pray, and then I'm thinking, what if he doesn't want that? <laughs> you know no, I, I need all the prayers. All right, you got it. All right, here we go. Which woman laughed when it was prophesied that she would have a son in her old age? It was Sarah. That is correct, Amanda, sir. Right, you are. Although you don't, I think it says that she laughed quietly or laughed within. I'm trying to remember exactly how that text goes, but you know, I, I doubt she just broke down and did the hysterical roll on the floor kind of thing. <laughs> but she laughed nonetheless, even though Abraham laughed in the prior chapter, which I think nobody really seems to regard. Abraham laughed too. But uh, hers, hers was caught on caught on tape before the Lord. All right, let's pray over you. Can I do that, bro? Okay. All right, let's All do right. it. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our precious brother, Gary, just praying that you will bless him, that you would touch him physically. He needs physical healing from the hand of God. He needs your hand to touch him. You give life, and we're asking you to pour your life into his body, into his heart, into his spirit, and refresh him. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, and thank you very much, and I'll be praying for all of you. All right. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you. Okay. Thank you. God, God bless. bless you. All right. Love, Gary. All right. So uh, let me get into this teaching, and this is important, and I don't want to miss it, so we'll take an extra minute or two, and I'll just you know move around and figure things out. So here's the thing. Loneliness is a drag. Well, it's not just, I mean, just, you know, it's hard. Now, Jesus in his communion with the Father through the Spirit, it was different because they were so connected. Okay? They were so connected. But you and me, uh, maybe we run a little short of that from time to time. John chapter 10, verse 1 through 3. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. He, to him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So I want you to get a few things in this text that are superbly important that can get a little maybe goofy. Okay? All right. Jesus is the door. We know that in verse 9 because he says, I'm the door in verse 9. But that I don't want you, I don't want to talk about that right now, even though that we know that. I want to talk to those of you that are hurting. It says the sheep hear him. Now I want you to catch that. When Jesus whispers, when he talks, when he shares, when he teaches through his word, when he teaches through another person, when you're in prayer, Jesus is communicating with you. And you hear it. And he calls you, calls the sheep by their names. He calls you by your name. So we've even had a great, uh, kind of a funny uh, television show, Cheers, where you just want to go somewhere where everybody knows your name. Jesus knows your name. Now, I'm going to tell you this because I've been in radio and I've had the chance to interview, you know, really big people, whatever. I've had people come up and say, oh, I met this person. They were really famous, and they remembered me. 
And that's like the coolest thing ever, right? It's like they remembered me. And I mean, you know, great people, great, I mean, great Christian people, great athletes, you know, all that stuff. They remembered me. Listen, Jesus not only remembers you, he knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows where you fall. He knows where you trip. He knows what you make a mistake in. He knows what you get caught up in. He knows what confuses you. He knows what 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 kind of freaks you out. He knows what makes you smile. He knows all of that. He knows everything about you. He knows who you are. Listen to what I'm going to say to you. You are known to Jesus. And there is nobody in all of the universe, all of the universe, forget the earth, all of the universe, all of the multiverse, doesn't even matter. Nobody more important than Jesus. And he knows who you are and everything about you. So when you're going through that lonely element, which many, many people do, Sometimes it's just as right as rain to separate yourself and to lean on the chest of the one that knows you by name. And if you're close, you'll hear his voice talk to you. And he will push that loneliness away. Okay? All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KWAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? For this is the kind of high priest we need. Holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners and exalted above the heavens. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day as high priests do first for their own sins. And then those of the people he did this once for all when he offered himself. Now watch this. Oh boy. This is so unbelievable. Jesus is a unique kind of priest. He is your high priest. He is so unique. And you think, well, why? What, what is it that makes Jesus unique? And you already know, well, it's because he's, you know, born from the Holy Spirit and he's born from Mary. So he's fully man, fully God. And it's like, okay, I get that part. But there's something else that we miss quite often. And that is Jesus is undefiled, separated for, from sinners. And verse 27 says he doesn't, he, he doesn't need to offer sacrifices every day like the high priests do, first for their own sins. So let me explain this to you. When priests or petitioners or people are praying on your behalf, every human being has to deal with their own set of sins. It doesn't matter if it's the high priest of Israel. It doesn't matter if it's the high priest one year, 20 years later, 40 years later. There is something that takes place. It's the same dynamic that takes place when you spend time with the Lord. 
and you come before the Lord and you thank him and you recognize the grace of God enables you to stand because apart from that, the grace, apart from the mercy, apart from the love that comes from the Lord in the redeeming work from, from Jesus Christ that you receive by faith, that he gives by grace, apart from that, you're a mess. And so when you come before the Lord, you're like, Lord, you know, please forgive me. Please don't be mad. Please, you know, don't chasten me. David said it great. Don't chasten me in your hot displeasure. I don't want to get you irritated. Nah, 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 nah. You see, when Jesus comes and petitions for us, he doesn't have to go through that. He doesn't have to be centered on himself to be forgiven because there's nothing for him to be forgiven. He's sinless. He doesn't need to offer sacrifices for what he's done or for any of the lacking that he uh, would have if he was a regular human priest. So when Jesus comes on our behalf, there's nothing, get this, get this, here it is. There's nothing distracting him in his life. He is only focused on our well-being. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I got to tell you, that is one of my favorite fills uh, that we have on the show because it's just like Jesus is not distracted. He's praying for us. It's all about us when he's, it's, or he's petitioning for us or interceding for us. It's all about us. How do you not love that? I love that. All right, somebody's calling in. So as we are willing to always do because we're weird, uh, we want people to have that opportunity to call in. So send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Annika. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Annika. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, fine. Listen, when you did the bumper just now, it talked about Jesus being born of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I'm a little confused. I know it says that, but I understand Jesus is the Holy Spirit now available to everybody on earth so he can be all places at all moments for every individual. So how is it that he's born of the Holy Spirit? So the, that's a great question. So on that, the, the Holy Spirit has always been a part of Elohim. Even in the very beginning, in the first two verses, you get the plural of God. So when it says, in the beginning, God, it's Elohim. Here's the thing. The, the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and created, just like the Holy Spirit created the breath of God, created mankind. In other words, the wind of God, the breath of God gives man the, the, the initial life. Well, that same breath, that breath is what Jesus was born of, but it was the Holy Spirit who came upon Mary and created life in her womb. So it's the Holy Spirit that generated that. Now, that is before Jesus is glorified, obviously, and after he's glorified, then the Bible says the Holy Spirit was poured out on all the earth. So prior, the Holy Spirit didn't have the same, let's say, not range, but mission that the Holy Spirit had 
after his ascension. So Jesus had to be glorified so he can send a gift to all of humanity, and the gift that he sent to humanity was the Holy Spirit himself to fulfill or continue on the ministry of Jesus. Prior to that, the Holy Spirit is still in operation, doing different things, all the way from Genesis, all the way from the creation to the to the ascension. But the Holy Spirit's ministry was not the outpouring or the continuation of the ministry of Jesus until Jesus finished his ministry, was glorified and ascended to heaven, and then the Holy Spirit came down to take the place of Jesus, so to speak. So it's it's not... Uh, it's not any different other than the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is substantially different because that comes about because of Jesus and him pouring out a gift on the human race, which gift is the Holy Spirit. But when Mary was addressed by the angel, the Holy Spirit, uh, I don't know how because it's beyond my it's beyond my uh, super science, but it's, it's in some way, shape, or form, the Holy Spirit touched Mary's womb and Mary or inside Mary the eggs and whatever generated however it happened you know what I mean because it's really like I said beyond me it created life and that was the Holy Spirit coming into Mary so Mary carried the baby fully human but initiated by the Holy Spirit okay does that not help? <laughs> see I love when you do that because I know you're going yeah that didn't help me at all Dave <laughs> um, okay so uh, the Holy Spirit touched Mary's womb and created life, and then Christ was fully human and... Right, he wasn't and, any less human, and he wasn't any less God in this context. If, if in our society, we think of it in genetics, so you think 50-50, I'm 50% uh, Israeli or 50% Jewish, 50% you know Russian or whatever it is that we think, that's how we think. That's a Western, definitely a Western mindset or Western culture. In other cultures, they see the mix as more fluid. So if you are uh, Jewish and you are German, you're not part Jew, part German. You're fully German, fully Jewish, and you, you function in that. We in the West go, well, no, you're only half and half. So that that's how we split it up. But that's not how meta- metaphorically or metaphorically, uh, metamorphic- metamorphically, metamorphically, that is not how it necessarily works. Because when you take a, a pound of water and a pound of, uh, what's another thing, a pound of butter, there is not any less the pound of butter, not any less the pound of water in the mix. There's still fully a pound of each. So it's like it's that kind of thinking versus the reasoning thinking, well, no, it's only 50 this and 50 this. So that's the that's the differential. And even in the Jewish mindset, it's very specific that any part of is a part of. So if a person was partly Jewish, they were considered Jewish. You know what I'm saying? So that was the whole that was the whole thing, especially for Timothy, whose father was Greek, but was considered a Jew because his mother was Jewish. So you see what I'm saying? So he's both Greek and Jew. But, but I'm probably not doing the best job answering that question, though. It's such a good question. <laughs> You're doing great. I'm it's, just it's trying a to tough take it all again. It's a I'll tough have to question. a few times. Um, I don't know how to yeah. say it other than the Holy Spirit generated the life that was in Mary. And so Jesus was born from that generation of life carrying about in the body of Mary, but generated still by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, though active on the earth between the beginning and the ascension, was not the same active as when Jesus ascended. 
Because what Jesus did was give the Holy Spirit as a gift to those who would believe afterwards. So it was kind of like, uh, I've, I've heard it said this way, this might be a way to understand it. So prior to Jesus' ascension, the Holy Spirit was poured out in gallons. And after the ascension, he was, it was, he was poured out in tons. So it's almost like it was smaller amounts prior, and then after Jesus, it was just like huge baths of it. That That's how I've heard it presented. Okay. I don't okay. know if that helps. That might help. It's a little bit of a picture. Okay. I, th- I think that kind of helped. Okay. okay. I wish I could do better. It's a great theological question, and it's probably it's probably where the PhDers do a little better job than I do in going into that explanation. But it is absolutely that Jesus was born of the Spirit, like in the which I think you probably have our book. Do you have the book that I got? Uh, I I do a little bit of an explaining in there, and maybe that uh, could help a little in the illustration. But it's kind of like Jesus came about because of Mary's womb and the Holy Spirit igniting, and that's different than the Holy Spirit being poured out. That's a different ministry or mission than the Holy Spirit being poured out after Jesus' ascension. That's kind of like the best. That's almost the best I can do on that. I don't know if I could do it better. I would no, That's I, I, good. I mean, because it's supposed to be simple enough a child can understand. So, I mean... Uh, well, some things, some things are, some things are easy to understand. <laughs> yeah, not I'm, everything. <laughs> I'll, I'll mull it over. That's just the way my mind works. Well, I don't blame you. I think and, that's uh, great. I do the same thing. That's the difference is with Mary and God. It was a uniting, whereas outside of Mary and God, it's just a what? It's just the Holy Spirit. In other words, the with Jesus, the, the, that's a great way to say it. So Jesus. Jesus was the uniting between the Holy Spirit and Mary, okay? So it's the the union between man and God, right? Right. But that does not—that's not the fullness of the Spirit. That's not the only part of the Holy Spirit, okay? That's a portion of the Holy Spirit that was involved there. The Holy Spirit in mass is now poured out on the planet. So you, I guess—I don't know if you can break up the Holy Spirit that way or not, but that's how my brain would think of it, like— that was the function in the ministry with Mary, and then the function in ministry operating with Jesus after the baptism. Then the pouring out on the disciples was the outpouring or the next mission for the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that helps or not. Okay. Yeah, because it's more <laughs> like there were specific people that it was the Holy Spirit came upon. Well, right. He was like, not he was not on all the people in the Old Testament like he is in the New Testament. That is substantially important to understand is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is substantially different in the New Covenant because in the New Covenant, God light, writes the laws inside of— He said in the New Covenant, he said in Jeremiah, I will write the laws inside their hearts and inside their minds, and that only happens because of the Holy Spirit. So in the First Covenant, the Holy Spirit was not poured out that way. It's the New Covenant that the Holy Spirit is poured out that way. I see. Okay, okay. I don't know if that Very helps. good. That'll, that'll get me <laughs> on the right path of exploring that then. There's so many great, great teachers, and I'd like to direct you to a million of them, but that's the best I got for you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's great. I can, I can go with that. So yeah. thank you so much, and thank you for all that you do. And um, it's, it's been helping me for the last year and a half. I've been kind of working on a project, and 
uh, can't say anything yet about it, but uh, it's it's been a real a real journey and in a positive way. And yeah, as far as that sorting thing I talked about a few months back, I am definitely on that. It's been amazing how um, God is helping me just get real simple so that He's the main focus. So and. We listen to you every day, Neil and I, and uh, we sure appreciate what you're doing. Well, so thank I thank you. you for that. I do. And, and I wish I could give you a little bit more. Now, there are some places I can direct you, and like I would really encourage you to look into some of Josh McDowell's material uh, on the Holy Spirit. And then I would also encourage you to look at uh, Le- Legionnaires, Legionnaires, it's Legionnaires uh, Ministry. Uh, which is an, another excellent ministry that explains the the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the difference between the Old and New Testament. Okay. So, so those are okay. some really good places to, to to work. And then if that doesn't help you, I'm going to tell the audience, hey, if you guys got something really good, let me know. I'll send it to her. Well, I appreciate that. You got it. Very good. Very All right. good. All right. Well, you have a great weekend and um, no residual effects from your illness. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thanks so much. All right, God bless. All righty, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, so if you guys have a bad— Listen, that's not—I don't know everything. What, Dave? You don't know everything? Listen, the only person who thinks that uh, I know everything is uh, anybody who uh, who doesn't know me. (laughs) If you know me, you know I don't know everything. But if you guys have a really good theological treaty on the Holy Spirit and the differential between— Old and New Testament, and between the the process where the Holy Spirit uh, came over Mary, energized, so to speak, and then you have that opportunity to, to somebody's got a great training. Send it to me. I'll send it to her. Annika loves stuff like that, and I love that she asks that. And it's such an excellent, it's an excellent question, but there is a big difference between New Testament, Old Testament, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit poured out on specifically more targeted areas, whereas after Jesus, the Holy Spirit is just like, bam! A lot different. Okay. All right. So we'll take our break from there, if that's all right. Then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable, But then the show starts and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. The David Spoon Experience. Uh, They were sisters. That is correct, sir. You are right. And it's like, it's like, I'm not saying, I don't want to you know, say it, but like, yuck. <laughs> that's all I can say. It's like, I'm sorry. That's all I can come up with. Like, yowza. <laughs> well, he was, he was tricked into it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go with that. But I, I mean, if you're the two sisters, you just got to be thinking, now, wait a second here. <laughs> 
Can I can I tell a real quick joke? It, it, I won't take up much time. Hopefully, absolutely. I'll try to make it uh, try to make it uh, biblical, but not scriptural. I'm with you. That's about ninety nine percent of everything we do on jokes. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you understand. Well, to, to set this up, okay. To set this up, uh, when I ask the question, you'll have to answer it. To the first thing that pops into your head, otherwise it, it'll it's it's kind of like those knock knock jokes. You have to say knock knock, you know, or who's there. Um, but, so anyway, Paul was out in the Mediterranean Sea. He was on sailing across it, and right before the storm hit, he was writing some letters. And he was he was sitting there writing, and one of the sailors came up and looked at him and said, "What are you doing?" He said, "Well, I'm writing some letters here." And he Paul's you know, put down his his uh, quill and. Um, parchment and looked up at uh, the sailor and says, decided this is a time to talk to him. He says, now here's the question, David, and this is where you have to answer. Okay. What is a pirate's favorite letter of the alphabet? And the sailor said, nah, that would be the C, matey, the C. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so it's not the R. No, it's the C. It's the C, matey. Hey, hey I love your show. Thanks, thanks uh, for keeping keeping it going. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being such a, a great brother and a great support. We appreciate you. Welcome back to the. David Spoon Experience, thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Eric sent me something that was a YouTube, so I just sent it off to Annika. So you know what? That's exactly what we want. We want that she's making a pursuit. I couldn't give her the answer that I think was for her to, you know, got the light bulb clicking, and it's just like, that's what you want. You want to take care of one another, guide one another, strengthen one another, bless one another, encourage one another. That's what we want. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. All right, here we go. Here's your next trivia question. Get ready, and uh, then I've got uh, uh, the history. Then we've got uh, just a, just one of the best jokes, great joke to go out on, just to let you know. All right, in Jacob's dream at Bethel, okay, at Jacob, in Jacob's dream at Bethel, what was going up and down the ladder? And for those who are thinking that off the top of your head, the answer is not Mario. <laughs> okay. It's not Donkey Kong. Okay. So what was going up and down the ladder? If you think you know the answer on Jacob's stream, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David, at he must org. I am going to send you guys up to the website. We do have somebody that's on the call, but let's wait on that so we can send people to the website. Two things I want to tell you. Uh, Ginny had sent a, a really nice message. Thank you, by the way, Ginny. Uh, in regards to being able to listen to the podcast and being able to pick up on when she couldn't hear the show. She said it really helped her. So I'd encourage you guys, if you like listening to the show and it's like, oh, I missed that or I couldn't hear that, 
All of our stuff is in the pods, and they're doing really good. The pods are really clean and really easy for D&I to deal with, which is like, how nice. I mean, I'm really just blessed. Yeah, <laughs> easy really... to upload. And we are everywhere. I mean, it's like we had like 1,000 downloads last month. It's just like you can't complain about that. That's great for us. And then uh, so I encourage you to check out the pods. And then I also don't forget money because money is a part of how this whole thing happens. And I'm not trying to be a, a, a pain or anything. It's just that uh, we need money. <laughs> just let's just leave it there. Uh, please check all that stuff out on the website at hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. All right. I am going to go with uh, two springs on the bottom feet of a Pinocchio-style puppet that is trying to slam dunk a basketball. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you got to think about it. You got to think about Pinocchio. He's got two springs on, and he bounces up with the ball, and he goes to slam dunk. See? Bing! Okay, there you go. All right, somebody's ready to answer the trivia question, so send him on through. Oh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Rabbi Shabbat Shalom. Hello, brother. How are you? Good. Hey, before my phone do his trick, I'm going to give you the answer. It wasn't a Mario brother, but it was a Pac-Man. <laughs> so they hang up and down. All right. What, who, what was up and down on the ladder? Uh, angels were coming and ascending and descending. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> very good, my brother. That's very good. It's Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. How are things going for you? You haven't you Hey, doing good. While you got the doctorate and you earlier say you didn't know everything. Yeah. What kind of doctor are you? Uh, not a bright one. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> Well, I used, used to think you are better than Dr. Phil. No, I just have less hair than him because he kept it on the sides. I don't keep it on the sides. <laughs> I just, I just feel like if you're going that far, you might as well just get rid of it at that point, right? I mean, save right. on the shampoo. <laughs> All right, maybe I, I have an easy question for you. You might be able to answer. Wait, it's not a theological, but okay. <laughs> hey, what, what's the common denominator between a heretic and politic? Uh, the between a heretic and a politic. What's the common yeah. denominator? They're both ticks? Because they both have a Lyme disease. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one, brother. Nice job. <laughs> nice All right, job. brother. Have a good Shabbat. Right. And we love you. And I'm praying for your restoration of your thank body. You. All right. Thank you, brother. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you for your ministry. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. 
right, great, great call. All right, so let's get into this. I want to talk about this, uh, Numbers 1333, one of my fave teaches. So you guys know me. I'm really, uh, for, for the most part, I'm not hugely into certain things like uh, naming and claim it, but let's just look at this, Numbers 1333. We saw the Nephilim, and they were the descendants of Anak, and we seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we look the same to them. I want to say that again, okay? I didn't write this, not my book, right? We saw the Nephilim, okay? Some people go Nephilim, okay. They were descendants of Anak. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. Did you hear that line? We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. So you guys know, if you've listened to this show, I am pretty much not a, a in favor of name it and claim it. I just don't think that's the process, okay? I'm not really into the prosperity gospel, okay? I just don't think that's the—I think to be like Jesus, there's a connection to Jesus through suffering. I just think that's part of it, of the character building. That doesn't mean that everything has to be lousy. Uh, I'm not into everything's perfect all the time. And as you've listened to this show, I'm not into God won't give you more than he can handle, which people take 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, and says God won't let you be tempted beyond what you are able. That's not the same thing as God won't give you more that you can handle. Okay? So I'm not into those things. But I'm not into seeing myself as a grasshopper. Now, maybe uh, in the hand of God, so to speak. In a fun way. But I'm not a grasshopper. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see myself that. I need to my, see myself for whose I am. And not what others think I am. I am a child of the Most High God. The King of the Universe. And even Paul in the New Testament wrote, We have believed and therefore we have spoken. It's like, look. We believe that we are children of the king. And I understand that we go through the ups and downs, and there are times when, you, when you're standing next to the Lord, you know, you just, humility is required. But you are still a child of the Most High God. He loves you. He protects you. He has arranged universal elements to coordinate for your well-being. He has orchestrated heavenly elements for your sake. How do you think all things work together for good to them that love God outside of God being the one to make that happen? And so as, as difficult as it is to be humble before the Lord, it does not mean that you are worthless. You are the value of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, how? I'm just going to ask you, how much gold is the blood of Jesus worth? How much silver? How many buildings is the blood of Jesus worth? That's what God paid for you. That's how much God loves you. That's how God connects with you. 
And when we see ourselves as grasshoppers in our own eyes and just we can't win, we can't defeat it, we can never get through it, or the sin is too big, the situation's too big, the finances are too small, the, all of those things, when we function in that, we are absolutely abandoning our position as children of the Most High God. Your father, not your earthly father, your heavenly father, born of the will of God, according to John chapter 1. He is the king of the universe, and there is nothing that is too difficult for him to handle. Is anything too hard for the Lord? No. So instead of just seeing yourself as a grasshopper, not going over to the other side, walking around going, I'm Superman, I don't need anything. Nobody's saying that either. But you are a child of the Most High God. Your value is the blood of Jesus Christ. And don't let Satan or the world or your flesh. I got this new thing that I'm doing when I'm praying. I say, I talk about Satan. I talk about self. I talk about systems, referring to the world. And then I talk about sin. And it's like, don't let those things penetrate you and degrade you. You are the apple of God's eye. And when people do that kind of thing, when they degrade you like that, and it's it's like, you know, because, the, oh, stupid Christian. I can't believe they believe the Bible. Those are the same people that think that there was a, a great alien who seeded the earth with one man and one woman. Oh, we think that, too. We just call them Adam and Eve. Okay? In other words— don't let them put on you and don't put on yourself anything less than whose you are. Your value is because of how the Lord determines it, but he has determined that you're worth the blood of Jesus Christ. That's pretty high. I got to go. That's high, 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 high. Okay. I will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is one of the first verses in my Christian faith that I learned. Which is, you know, it's, you don't think about it, but when I first became a Christian, people would share this verse with me. I didn't know why. I was going to find out why because God was going to set me free from a lot of drug use, but I didn't know then what was going on. I was like, oh, I'll keep hearing this verse. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. The freedom for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. So now in our society, you say the word slavery, and people start going, arr, 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 and then everybody starts freaking out. You know what? We're never going to change what the gospel is, and the gospel is the reality, the truth. We're not going to alter it for culture. We're not going to say it differently so people aren't offended. If you're offended, turn the radio off. Okay? That's your answer. You've got fingers. Use them. Here's our, you've got the ability to turn it on. You've got the ability to turn it off. Here's the bottom line. Every one of us, every one of us, before Jesus Christ was in bondage to sin. Every one of us. Now that we are in Jesus Christ, we are free from the penalty of that sin, 
and the Lord is working in us the process to overcome that sin practically. We've talked about it multiple times. You understand salvation from a little bit of a, you know, smart, not smart, um, multiple scripture point of view. Scriptures talk about salvation being past tense. Scripture talks about salvation being present tense. And scripture talks about salvation being future tense. The only way that could happen is if, watch this, salvation is past tense, present tense, and future tense. (laughs) The only way it can happen is... Because that's what it says. And so in that, we need to understand that from the past point of view, we are free from the penalty of sin. Yay! Currently, we're going through what is called sanctification, where we're being delivered. We're delivered from the power of sin, and we're learning in our own lives. We don't have to live for sin. And then eventually, when we're with the Lord forever and ever, we will be free from the presence of sin, and there won't be any evil, any bad, any yucky. Okay? Cool. In the meantime, while the justification, while the penalty for sin is done, while the freedom is there, the sanctification process is the one where he makes you look like Jesus now that he's pronounced you to be like Jesus, and that's the one you got to fight through. That's the one that you have to go, you know what, I'm free. I just don't have to do that. I don't have to. That, therefore, becomes a responsibility Because the scripture says, stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery, which means that you can. But if you do, it'll be your choice. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your last trivia question in John's vision as recorded in Revelation chapter 11. How many witnesses does he see? In John's vision, as recorded in Revelation 11, how many witnesses does he see? There's your question. You need it. I don't think most people need a hint, but if you do, all I can say is Noah and the animals. Uh, 972-445-0770. Eric got the pow-pow on that. 214-210-8483. That's the text, David, at he must increase.org. That would be, in fact, the email. Uh, before we do our last teaching, where did my history thing go? Oh, there it is. Uh, we're going to do history, and the reason we're not going to do the joke and we're going to do history is because if I do the joke, then I have no use for the history paper. <laughs> so I just can't. I can use the joke on Monday. I can't do that on the history. So play a history. Let's do that. All right. On this day, today is cuddle up day. That's nice. Cuddle up. Nice, nice. I'm going cuddle. Nice, right? Uh, National Shortbread Day. That's uh, good. If you yep. like shortbread, that's good right there. Uh, Apple Tree Day, liking that, liking yep. that, liking that. National Take Down the Christmas Tree Day. Of course. That's, <laughs> I got to say this year, so this is the first time. So normally, though, the wife is like, uh, I mean, she's got 10 tubs 
of villages, like uh, Christmas village. She's like, she's like, it's the crazy stuff, right? But this year she was so busy, so she couldn't do it. So we just put up a sign. So when Christmas was over, I just took it was Jesus is the reason for a season. You know, da, da. So I, when I was done, I took down the sign. I went. That was kind of nice. Really simple. <laughs> yeah. To the point. Like, put it in the garage. I'm done. Thank you. All right. Uh, on this day in 1838, Samuel Morris firstly six, uh, first successfully tested the electrical telegraph. We got the Morris code from, right? Uh, on this day in 1912, New Mexico is admitted as the 47th United States. And uh, let's see. Uh, 1948 in this day, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, the Oscar-winning Humphrey Bogart classic movie, is released. Badges? We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. <laughs> That's bad from the movie, just to let people know. People are like, you mean that wasn't from Blazing Saddles? No. That was from The Treasure of Sierra Madre. <laughs> The one in Blazing Saddles. That was funny, though. All right. And then that's all for history. I don't got a lot of time for that. Okay. So, uh, one more on the trivia question. See if anybody calls in. If not, uh, D, make sure to remind me. Uh, and John's vision is recorded in Revelation 11. How many witnesses does he see? Your hint. Think of Noah and the animals. Okay. Key phrase in that, right? Okay. Ready? Ready? All right, Isaiah 54, 2. You, should, you guys get this is If you don't have this marked, mark this. Listen to what it says. Enlarge the sight of your tent, and let your tent curtains be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your rope and drive your pegs deep. That's just so good it's so good people it's so good enlarge the site of your tent that means expand your territory your land or your vision curtains stretched out means use every bit of what the lord gives you don't use some of what the lord gives you use everything the lord gives you do not hold back the verse says that means that you have to keep you have to keep fear in a freeze mode long enough to move forward. People don't do things based on fear. There's an immobility, there's a freezing that takes place. Don't let fear keep you frozen. Do not hold back, go forward. Lengthen your ropes, the verse says. There's more available than you think. You've got to stretch that rope out and then drive your pegs deep means so they can be firm and secure as you increase your work in the kingdom of God. All of this, listen to this text. Oh my. Enlarge the sight of your tent. And let your tent curtains be stretched out. Do not hold back. Lengthen your ropes and drive your pegs deep. That's Isaiah 54.2. One phrase to summarize this entire thing. Ready? Expect more from God. Don't tell me. Expect more from God. You know, you think, well, are you talking financially? I'm talking in every area of life. Expect more from the Lord. 
be as closely connected. If the Lord came to you and knocked on your door, so to speak, you know, woke you up and was in your bedroom and talking to you through an angel, whatever, I'm not, you know, and he just said, you know, what, what do you want? What would you say? What can you believe God for? Because we're supposed to walk by, by faith and not by sight. What can you believe for? What can you truly see? Not you win this or that. I'm talking about kingdom stuff. You becoming more Christ-like, having more faith, being closer to God, being aware of what the Lord is doing around you more, maybe being more sensitive to the fact that there's a spiritual realm running continually against a fleshly realm. Maybe not being so caught up in the fleshly realm and being more caught up in the spiritual realm. Enlarge the sight of your tent and let your tent curtains be stretched out. Which I love that because use every bit of what the Lord gives you. Do not hold back. Don't let fear keep you down. Lengthen your ropes. There's more available than you're aware of. And put your, de your pegs deep. Be, be firm and secure in the kingdom of God. Expect more from God. I mean, if you had one thing you could ask for the Lord, I would just tell you right now, the smartest thing you could ever say to the Lord is more of you. You want to have one good answer? All the stuff that's going on in your life? Lord, more of you. That is the answer to everything. More of you, Lord. Just like Moses asked even after he spent all that time with God. I need more. Yeah. In John's vision, as recorded in Revelation 11, how many witnesses did he see? Your hint was Noah and the animals. The animals went in, what? Two by two. The answer is two. You see? Nah, see, that was a little sneaky, but uh, close enough. All right. All right, folks, that's it. I hope it's been a good one for you. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 70 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.